0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back.
1: What's up?
0: We are here for the second episode of season number three. Trois in French, I think. Maybe. I don't know. But we are back. (laughs) We we have some exciting news, Christy. We moved you into my office today.
1: We did. It was great.
0: So much fun. So now we're here. We can plan. We can record and you can make the office all girly and stuff. That's going to be so much fun.
1: I won't make it too early for you. I appreciate that. You're welcome.
0: Well, Christy, we are here for episode number two of season three. What is the title of our podcast today?
1: defining your success.
0: Defining your success. That's such a good thing. Uh, We actually are redoing this one, uh, not because the first one was bad, actually because the first one was super successful. Of all the podcasts we've done so far, uh, this was a high-ranking one, and we thought it was a good time to revisit it, especially in this post-COVID season uh, because there's a lot of people like, well, before COVID, we were doing this. We had 5,000 people in our 30-mile area city. It was super cool. Uh, But anyway, we just thought it would be good to revisit it, go back to uh, some more practical ways to define success, to make it even better for you, for your ministry, the team that you lead. At the end of the day, Christy, we believe in one thing, that leadership is a universal language. So no matter where you find yourself, there is something here for you today. But I'm super pumped about this. Uh, So the question for today, what is it, Christy? We have a question.
1: What does success look like at the end of 2021?
0: That's right. What does success look like for you? And so, defined success is an accomplishment of an aim or a purpose. So, what is the aim or purpose of what you're trying to do? It's your vision. Go back to your vision, and that is your aim and purpose. So, last week we, we talked about vision. We talked about purpose and goal setting and all that. I mean, this, it sounds redundant, but that's important because it's it the reality is it's your vision. Right. So success, if it is the accomplishment of an aim or a purpose, success is found in you accomplishing what you have set out to do. Right, So if you have an event or if I have an event, it, it, success doesn't mean, if you do great in what you're doing, doesn't mean I'm successful, right? Because I have to base my success off of what I'm trying to do based off of my vision, my values, my goals, my dreams, what what I desire to accomplish. So the question then is how do we practically accomplish the vision? How do we practically accomplish that? What are some steps and goals that we need to have in place to achieve the vision? So when you look at those things, you can find success. In there. All right. So what is a stereotypical thing that we say? You know, how large is your youth ministry or how large is your kids' ministry, right? How big is your church? Right. How many people? How many there were Easter Sunday? How many there were the Sunday after Easter, right? And so this is this is an easy one to poke fun at because everybody's talking about it, right? The numbers game. And so here is an example of what success is and what success isn't. We're going to give two scenarios. Okay. So here's your goal. Your goal is to grow a ministry to X number. Okay, And so to do this, you decide you're going to do one of two things. Event A, you're going to do a a fall festival because we're in the fall. You're going to have some pumpkin spice lattes. You might have some pumpkin tossing. You might just hit people with a baseball bat. I don't know what you're going to do, but you have some sort of fall festival. And all of a sudden, 1,000 people show up, Christy. They show up to your fall festival. They're having the time of their life. But in the course of three months, you realize that the church didn't really grow at all. It was a great event. It was awesome, fun for the community, but it didn't grow Option number two is you do a small group within your your church group or with your youth group or with whoever you have a small group. It's really starting out with like five, ten people. But over the course of the semester, it grows to to 15, 20 people. And you see five people grow in that time frame. Like you you grow by five within the quarter. What is the successful event? Is it the one where you had 1,000 people come to campus? Or is it where you grew by five in the small group?
1: Depends on the aim. Right. And if the aim is to grow the church, then event number two would be the one.
0: That's right. And But but oftentimes, which one do we celebrate?
1: Absolutely the big one. Yeah. With a lot of people. We
0: had a thousand people here. It was awesome. That was the best pumpkin carving I've ever seen in my life, right? Which so, is
1: still great, but mm-hmm. you have to ask yourself why. Why did you do that?
0: Yeah. And so in, in asking yourself the why helps you get back to the purpose of the event. If the purpose of why you do something is to help grow your ministry, success is found when your ministry grows. So, you know, uh, we look at that we celebrate event a, because it has so many people, but the event itself wasn't really successful because it didn't meet the purpose. So establishing goals creates benchmarks for you to celebrate. And then you celebrate what you want repeated. So if we revisit event a, and we say, you know what this fall festival, we're going to do it for the community just because we want to love them. We just want to serve them. We would just want to to make a difference in, in our town and wherever we are. We just, just want to love the people here. Then event a, becomes absolutely successful because that's what you did. It's a huge win, but it all goes back to the purpose and the aim. And so the ultimate question is, what's your goal? Then why is it your goal?
1: You know, I think of Pastor Jody, our lead pastor for our church in Columbus. Um, He's really, really good at this, and it's one of my favorite traits that he has. And I may have mentioned this before, but I thought it would be worth mentioning again today. Um, he is so good at casting vision, but also finding a way to bring it into reality. So I think the first thing he does is so valuable is that he really leans in and listens to God. He doesn't um, just look around at other churches. I think sometimes it's very tempting, especially in the church world, to just look around and see what are other people doing that works, but sometimes... We, we all lead a unique group of people, and those people are going to need different things. So sometimes it doesn't work to just simply copy and paste. But he leads in and he listens to God. God, what do you want for our church in this season? And he will come to our staff, and he'll tell us some really cool and just very specific dreams that he has. And there's two um, that have really stood out to me. Um, one, he said, I believe this is going to be our best summer yet. I mean, I believe that God is, is just telling me we are going to have the best summer we've ever had but this is how we're going to do it. And he'll execute it. Um, that happened this past summer. And what it looked like was we rented a pool, um, right down the road from our church and our midweek services were at that pool all summer. And we had a lot of inflatable water slides for the kids, um, in different nights throughout the week. And, 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 Because we focused so much on community and building those relationships and strengthening the church, we really did have a great summer as a church. So seeing that happen, there was a clear plan of like, this is how we're going to make it happen. Again, um, one of my favorite things that he did, he came to us and we had probably only been here about a year at the time. And um, he said, I believe that God wants our church to grow by 20 people in the next. And, And I can't remember the exact time frame, but it was short. It was like a month. And that's a a pretty, you know, tall thing to say, a pretty brave thing to say. And so we're like, okay. And we just, together as a staff, we prayed and believed and we took very intentional steps, you know, to reach out to people, build relationships. And it was incredible because it happened it was a very specific goal and it happened and he's not only done that we've not only watched him do that, but he gets us to do that as um, for our individual departments. And Matt, I know you wanted to break down exactly what he teaches us to do. It's very cool.
0: Yeah. So it's, uh, to, to, to kick it back to what you were saying, those goals need to be incredibly specific uh, because it goes back to your vision, right? So in, your vision needs to be incredibly specific. It, it, it's so easy to, to get caught in being vague because it's, we can find a win wherever, right? And I think there's a there's a natural part of us that doesn't want to uh, to feel vulnerable, to feel like we've lost. And so if we can just, like, you know, uh, no one responds to the first altar call. So, like, if you've ever had a problem ever in your life, come to the front, and then the whole room responds, my God, he moved, right? And just <laughs> something like that. Uh, but, but you have to be specific because God is speaking to you specifically. You have a unique fingerprint that you need to leave on this world. So what is it that you are going to do? That success, that unique success, that specific success ties directly back in to the vision. So if you if you are struggling to, to fine tune what that vision is, please go back to episode one and just go back to the, the episode before this, listen to it, get your vision, then now let's work on defining that success. And so for, uh, for our team, we're actually reworking through some stuff, reworking through some systems. We have done this previous. Uh, but we're trying to fine tune and get back into some things. And in the two systems that we're going to implement are really kind of one in the same one is called maps. The other is called SWAT. So maps would be MAPS, your ministry action plan, right? So it's this idea of what is my plan? How am I going to actively achieve this goal? So what do I need to do this week? What I need to do this month, what I do need to do three months from now, what do I need to do six months from now, what I need to do from a year, or a year from now, or well, even another perspective. Plans. Yeah. So even that. So, uh, what, what I want to
1: see happen, how am I going to make it happen? Exactly.
0: It's both being specific. Not, I want my youth ministry to grow. I want my youth ministry to grow by twenty kids by three months from now, right? So then now we have to be more specific. Well, how am I going to make that happen? Right. It has and is to be incredibly. Realistic? Yeah, yeah, you have to ask that. So if you having
1: faith to believe it'll happen, but also being realistic at yeah, the same time. If
0: you live in a town of fifteen people, I have a hard time believing your youth group is going to be thirty people. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like so you have to you have to be realistic with where you are, also be driven by faith, but also come at it with some intentionality and some purpose. Uh, so then SWOT, S-W-O-T. And if you'd like a copy of these to kind of look at it, we have it on the nyc.org website. Under the additional resources, you should be able to find the link uh, in the description of this podcast. But SWOT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So uh, strengths, where are we strong? What are we doing really well? Weaknesses, where are we weak? What do we need to improve on? opportunities, what opportunities are on the horizon that can be a huge win for us or threats. What is something that if it isn't fixed soon, it will be devastating to the team ministry organization, whatever, and then authentically work through that. And then now how do we navigate that to, to make it into a win? Because now we understand where we're good and how we can continue to move forward. We see opportunities, but also we see places that we need to fine tune and get back into rhythm. So uh, I, I think you know, uh, going back into the, you know, what a success looked like in 2021. I think it starts by putting 2020 to death. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've seen, yeah, you know, pre COVID, we were homie. Pre COVID was two years ago. It, it was a long time ago. And I see I see so many people trying to ride on the successes of yesterday. Uh, you know, this is a church. This is our vision. And it just so happens to be the tr- Highlands vision. This is, uh, you know, this is our goal. We know pre COVID, we were pushing 750, 800 people. Now we only have 400, but you know, pre COVID, that's where we were. But we, we have to figure out what's the success for now. Like, be okay. You know what? Churches everywhere have taken a hit. We're not seeing the attendance everywhere everywhere. Kids ministry may not be where you want it to be. Youth ministry may not be where you want it to be. That's okay. Let's be real with where we are now. Set some goals, set some strategies, get some benchmarks in place, then work towards that and move towards success. Define the success. So, Final thoughts. Here's just some practical things to, to get used to, to hold on to that can help this be even easier for you. Uh, you, you need to get a plan and you need to pray because you get what you plan and pray for be intentional, be specific. You get what you plan for. You get what you pray for. Number two, utilize your calendar Always use the calendar. In fact, the biggest fight in the Taylor household is over the calendar, but we're working. Utilize the calendar because again, plan, look ahead. What do we need to do a week, a month, three months, six months, a year down the road and dream big and work harder. Dream big, have those big dreams that you want to do, but work even harder to see those dreams come to pass. Christy, do you have any final thoughts you want to add before we close it out today?
1: Um, no.
0: You're so good. You you said it all. You said it all. Shout out Poor to Pastor Jody out. and Lindsay, though, for for leading strong and teaching us about the SWAT and the maps and, and all the fun stuff. Uh, but here's That's here's right. what, here's we love what, you guys. yeah, I think we, we could agree with this, Christy, that uh, the best days are still ahead for our NYC family. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. For all the youth ministries, the kids ministries, the lead pastors, everybody on this journey, there's the best days are still ahead. Uh, you know, life didn't go how we thought it would two years ago, but you know what? That was two years ago. We're now, we're ready, we're ready to jump into it We're going to have the time of our life And
1: God's got this, the church still needs people It's going to grow Be faithful And watch what God's going to do
0: He's going to do it, dream big and work harder We love you guys, we'll see you next week